frequencies forever. Can you read music? No. test. If you experience an historical emergency, turn in to BFF.FM immediately at noon on Wednesdays. Or Tuesday. Wet Tuesdays. That's right. Today's Tuesdays. I'm thinking about the past. <laughs> Old school habits. Old school habits die hard. Welcome to Tuesday, 2015. Welcome yourself. And I have none other than the Historo-amazing Bradvertising Hello. here with me, otherwise known as Brad. <laughs> welcome, sir. Thank you. Come, Welcome to the Secret Alley. Glad to be here in the little uh, little broadcasting grotto. The grotto, the ship. Yeah. Kind of like the Niantic. The Niantic. Yeah, not buried. Or the uh, Bernstein's Fish Grotto. Oh, where was that? That was on Powell Street. Uh-huh. I think it's where the what U- era? Where the Uniqlo was. I think they knocked it down in the 50s. Oh, damn it. Stupid 50s. But it looked like, I mean, that was... Wait, 1850s or 1950s? Uh, the 1950s, oh, okay. when it was fashionable to knock down old things. Got it. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you were able to come here and uh, relay your knowledge of things past and how they will impact the things in the future. So what we're, what we're going to do in the future about things in the past. Hopefully learn from lessons. Don't that's... stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> so, great. So, I am glad you're here. So, we have a, 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 law, a lovely set of topics talking about um, you know, Pass Mapper, about trains, about historical gazetteers oh, talking okay. about uh the uh the montgomery block that's right uh, pour one out for the montgomery block here we will we will today so yeah. so close and other other things interesting in historo can i just use that as a generic a historo prefix? i like it yeah it uh, historo, be... we all historo <laughs> very good well hey uh anyway so uh, let's tell us a little bit about about yourself and how did you roll into this whole history thing? Because the first time we really sort of got to know each other on on the internet was well, it was probably about five ish years ago when I it's it's that long yeah really posted is. someone working on the Farallons at the Bird Research Center of Excellence I That's believe right. it's called yep um, uh, sent pictures using their powerful wireless uh, internet connection. Uh, from the Farallons and a picture of San Francisco uh, from the Farallons. It was the look back to Earth. The look back to yeah. home. Yeah. And uh, it was quite fascinating because perspective being an amazing thing. And you're like, whoa, that's that far from there. And it's really quite sort of mind-bending, sort of the opposite of the uh, the view from Mount Diablo to San Francisco. That's right. Um, so I was uh, – I'd made up a um, very – much like you know, each country had its own prime meridian and, and uh, cartography system. There was one for France, one for Spain, one for uh, England. Uh, I made up a coordinate system, dividing it into you know angles, vectors. Just utterly arbitrary, I think would be the, the yeah. This, I think I use letters. I, I, I we had a couple of different systems, letters and numbers, yeah. and uh, so we're going through and using this grid system, identifying things. And you piped in. And what did you? I don't even. Well, remember. I think that I I, you, I wasted a good one or two full work days. You made a map uh, out of it, right? I took a map, 
And I actually took your your little uh, your lines that you'd drawn, and I I, I thus began my my amateur cartography career <laughs> uh, by hand drawing maps. I opened up Adobe Illustrator. Oh man! First mistake of you, of just about any cartographer. If you knew then what you know now if oh i wouldn't have i wouldn't have wasted so much time <laughs> but, but you learned a lot you learned how not to do things which i think is a very important way to learn how to do things i think it was said the other day at a geo breakfast meetup uh-huh. uh, that uh that the best way to learn something is to be made to feel stupid for a couple of days <laughs> by trying to figure it out yourself <laughs> I but think we I, both we both we both did so well so we suffered through this together and i i put a dot on a map at the farallons mm-hmm. and i drew radial lines out from that and i thought you know, keep keep pro- talking because I'm about to... Projections be damned. Uh, this is 2011, so... Okay, yeah. Uh, this is the very one that I'm thinking of. And let's see, I did... There we go. Um, well, your brain fools you when you look at that photo. You don't realize how close things are to each other, how far they are from each other. You put a radial grid on there, and it starts to make a little bit more sense. I think that we had enough of a eureka moment right. uh, to realize we, were, we may be on to something, but that, that began the... The, the collaboration and the uh, right. hard, hard education. So, so the overhead wire um, asked his cousin's wife, who was doing scientific research on the island, to take some photos. So this is how the photos got got to us. I'm about to tweet uh, one link here, but I do think there's one before this um, that was relevant here. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, but it's basically grid systems and making your own coordinate systems and learning a lot about how not to make maps. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then eventually I think that uh, we started talking enough about these ideas that uh, open source software got involved and, and, and beer. And, uh, beer, IPA was definitely involved. <laughs> and, and, yeah, thus, thus it began. But. <laughs> <laughs> and then look where we've gotten ourselves. That, that said, using Illustrator and and this really bad method, we actually got the answer. Uh, you, yeah. you, you look at that now, and you you know, you, you can tell where things are. Oh, so. that's right. There's another one. Hold on a second. Um, oh, I made it, and that's right. I made a giant panorama of it. And then here's your coordinate system. Right. Yes. Anyone looking over one my degree San Francisco Fairlawn wedges. <laughs> right. The miracle I. Worst worst pizza building. ever. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and then that sort of evolved, and then you started getting into your past mapping, right? And past mapper. And I think so... I think I went into a hole for a little while and started drawing old maps, uh, and 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 I found the David Rumsey map collection. Yeah. Should all bow our heads in, re- in reverence for Mr. Rumsey. And found the 1853 Coast Survey map. Yes. Which I, uh, I think that's the oldest good map of San Francisco. Yeah, of all of San Francisco. And there's right. some ones of, you know, downtown and some, you know, half-assed sketch. By, yeah, we're not counting Drake's scribbles. Spanish, but, you know. Uh, yeah. And took that, and I thought, well, how hard could it be? <laughs> Famous last words. Let's trace this thing and make it look like Google Maps. Uh-huh. Uh, the... You know, I, I thought, well, I, I want this to be, and I can't see that anyone else is doing it. So let me let me trace an old map and make it look like a new map. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> this is hard, very hard, very hard, very consuming. And I think the the best part was all oh, that you did it and it worked. If you go to passmapper.com, right? And yeah, most of it's still hanging around. Yeah, uh, the business directory database is is. Long, yeah, long definitely. Broken, but but, but uh, I think most people see that and then they say, "Oh wow, what did you use to what do you use to displace?" And like you did what? I think Mike McGursky, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Uh, I, 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 he did a double take at, at this guy like he never met. A triple. <laughs> he said. Take? He said you did what in illustration? I think I showed him the layers um, that I, I had said I had something like, like sixty or seventy layers oh, of an illustrator nuts. document and uh, to, to represent roads and mm. buildings and coastal. That yeah, GIS people laughed at me and then eventually. Well, they didn't laugh with you. I think they were like just startled, <laughs> and stunned, and right. then respectful. But then also saying, "How can I help this person do it more easily?" Kind so. of respectful in the way that you would be of someone who built a house out of toothpicks. <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, popsicle sticks. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. give you a little bit more credit. Right, right. Um, so the interesting thing, if you go to passmapper.com and you'll see the 1853. Coast Survey map uh, refactored into a Google Maps esque. Though, in a way, it's almost a time capsule because it's like what Google Maps looked like about three years ago. It is. It is. Uh, every time it changed, I, I had a little anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I need, no, I'm, I'm not going to. So it's a time machine of a time machine, but that's you know that's that's, that's what you do when right. you do it. Uh, it. It's it's stunning though because I do think I have this theory that people look upon old maps with a certain degree of prejudice. They don't, right. not prejudice, but um, what's the, there's another word I'm looking for that's better than that. Well, you have to use a mental filter. Yeah. And, and, and you're looking on it with um, chauvinism, I think would be a better term, where you're kind of looking on it and you expect to see a certain thing on an old map, just kind of like you look upon black and white photos in a certain way. And right. that's like, oh, well, that's not now. Or it's some sort of like artistic kind of thing. Well, prior to 1933, the, the world was actually in uh, uh, Per Calvin and, and Hobbes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So... <laughs> But you're uh, right. You you look at these old maps and you think, well, these are scribbled on parchment. I I can't I can't relate to these. But we're used to looking at, at Google right. Maps and OpenStreetMap. And so I think the shocking thing is you look at PassMapper and you're like, oh, San Francisco, boom, and you're like, wait a second. You see one thing. Wow, well, what? And you just like things slowly dawn at the coastline. The street names, you know, all these little things start to add up, and you're like, and really kind of is that much more shocking. Gives you that perspective on how much this city that we now call home has changed right. in a pretty short period of time, 150, 170 years. It's not that long in the grand scheme of things. Just when you a look few at, generations, yeah. You know, yeah. European cities. Right. Um, so that's what I liked about it is that there is this sort of refactoring of a map that you looked upon with a certain degree of chauvinism. Then you, these assumptions that come with this, this baggage, mental baggage that comes with it. And I think the reason that both you and I were excited by this idea was, was that it, it appeared to be very sophisticated. It mm. appeared to be something. You fooled everyone. <laughs> it's smoke and mirrors. But it Brad was, the deceptor. Yes. Here, don't look at the at the detail. Don't look behind the curtain. But mm. but if you could imagine something as sophisticated They're as like 60 that. curtains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I shall obfuscate. Uh, it, it sort of, it, it spoke to a dream, I think, that we had that we would be able to go to any place on the map and any time on the map and see things the same way that we can today. Right. There's not a lot of financial uh, incentive for anyone to build that, and that's the reason I think that we don't have that. <laughs> that but, being said, I think there are a lot of tools that you and I are much more intimately familiar with now than we were four or five years true. ago. Yeah, it's been to, a, a, to a make long that. education. It has, it has, because I think we had big ideas but no realistic way to implement them other than, you know, very uh, artisanal, handcrafted, bespoke, mappery. Non-scalable things. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so looking at that, and I think right now um, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, I think we've uh, inserted ourselves and made many friends in the, the mapping geo community, many new geo friends. Yes. Um, but also just looking at little things like where you were overlaying the business addresses. So the, the other cool thing is so 1853 for those Google David Rumsey 1853 
coast survey map and, and you'll say see. goodbye to your work day yes and yeah. pretty much shut all other tabs <laughs> turn off your phone um and that was based off of a survey done in 1852 1851 ish right. because it took a lot of time to as we know making math by hand takes some time takes time and so we, you, we, the royal we, meaning you. <laughs> I'm happy to have credit shared. It's, it's <laughs> no, 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 not in this part. Uh, and gone through the 1851 city directory. That's right. Lovingly uh, presented to us by archive.org and the San Francisco Public Library. That's right, right. And you went through a lot of the downtown businesses and uh, mapped an, Another manual process. But, um, yeah, the story there, it started off with this naive idea that I could just get them into a spreadsheet and put them on a map, mm -hmm. uh, led to a lot of other lessons, which is that not only do places change, but the system for addressing them changes. Yes. Too. Are so, you saying there's not a consistent numbering system? No, there, there still isn't. But yeah. Um, yeah, not only do you have half number addresses, but sometime, I think uh, right before, right after the Civil War, uh, there was a massive renumbering that took place in San Francisco mm -hmm. where instead of having the 100 block and the 200 block as we do today, right. they had... It was, you know, well, it was organic. 120 I mean, through 140 was on one side of the street. Right. <laughs> Etc. Yeah. Terrible. Utterly. Well, no, it was, you know, the, the, the city grew organically and the numbering system. Rules grew came later. Yeah. Along with it. It was something that made sense at a the time. They're kind of retrofitting in and now ending up with a very nonlinear and inconsistent. And also, like, yeah, what's on one side of the street? There's no this whole even odd number. Thing and that's that we the way now. they would address things as you, I mean, we, we're all very familiar with all the different ways that. Uh, countries can choose to yes. describe places, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, you would find in a directory it would just say Montgomery Block Corner right. Corner Merchant. Well, but and and at the time it, it tells you something that people knew, right? And it was very landmark driven, and we've become point. very accustomed to a more rational world. I think right. now, but but that uh, also took you know a good hundred years of sort of retrofitting. You could argue we're not there yet. No, we're not there yeah. yet. Yeah. No, no. Though I have made a, uh, I figured out something. Um, I learned something. Tell so um, I'm really, uh, in terms of like street numbers and cross streets, um, and I really should look this up because I may be off by block, but I figured out a, um, uh, a system to convert uh, street addresses on mission to the cross streets, which I'll tell you in a minute when it's, once I double check it. Ooh, I know that works reliably in Chicago. Here, it, it does not work well um, on all streets. Okay. On some streets. So, well, after, you know, I'll tease you on this, a bit of a musical reveal and some more historical talking. That could be a parlor trick. Um, like that. It shall yeah, be. It's yeah. good. I don't know if I should tell you guys, actually. <laughs> don't give away your secret. Maybe you? I shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> quick. I don't know if that's kind of asshattery or not. It I'll could... give you an address. Okay. And tell me the lat long. That could be a quiz and I could yeah. go. I'm not going to tell you the lat long. I can barely remember my own lat long. Um, anyway, so uh, you went in there and learned a lot. Yeah, about... and, and I think I... I with tongue firmly planted in cheek, I told people that I had built my own geocoder. <laughs> Everyone's built a geocoder at one point. All that really meant was that I had taken all these crazy addresses and used a spreadsheet to try to figure out where along a block a, a number might have been. One of one of my one of my coworkers, um, he did a talk at State of the Map, um, the U.S. conference in uh, New York, the uh, OpenStreetMap yeah, conference earlier this month, um, and he talked about geocoders because that's one of the things he does. Harish. Uh, hey, Harish, are you listening? Hey, what's up? You fixed that bug for me. Okay, thanks, man. <laughs> um, no, I, no, anyway, long story. Uh, and his talk, he started off with um, a, a great quote, or not a quote, it's now a quote because it was great. Uh, 
it's like everyone in this room admit it you've tried to build your own geocoder and if you don't admit it you're in denial hand, raising hand yeah um yeah it's a it's a good it's a good never mind reverse geocoding too it's like yeah. adding to a whole another bag of fun right so no it's and yeah different coordinate systems and not coordinate systems but different address block systems and street inconsistencies and local references well, and these and these these also think of the work that was it, involved with putting together these directories it's incredible. as well it's incredible some some poor thankless soul had every year to go through and do it again because buildings moved and, and things burned down and uh mm-hmm. again so, and again and again which we'll get to hey big fire 1851 today or yesterday actually we'll get to that in a minute yeah yeah well I, but no things moving businesses changing and also you know how many tens of thousands of people moving here each year the largest I, I think someone's claimed it's the largest human migration in history measured by some metric i'm not, I'm not right. sure that's it's way true, it's but, up there right um no I, I, as as is true with most historical research you you do enough of it and you start to get bewildered you realize that it's much bigger more than complicated you. and much bigger than you ever imagined yeah well um, that thing you know, learning a little bit and realizing how much you don't understand exactly that is it's like wow i learned a little bit and now i know less which means that i think you and i have talked a lot as as we have with a lot of other uh people who we should give some shout outs to you know the uh folks at the new york public library and Mm -hmm. open historical map and and all of these other really exciting efforts out there i think these 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 endeavors are are people who have realized that this is super complicated and if we're going to have any kind of an organized system for this it's got to be a multi-person yeah exactly effort so which then comes to i hopefully you know open historical maps which is a branch i think you could best describe it of open street maps because open street maps doesn't like really historical stuff being in there it's true it's true it's the, it's the downside of open very, source is that you have open open governance and yes uh, yeah and open ideas right <laughs> wait it's just not my ideas yeah yeah so uh, there are tools, and so I, I, ex- I predict great things in the next few years. I think, I think we're in a very uh, exciting time. I think so sure, as well. Sure. Um, so uh, I've gotten a number of questions. Okay. So the biggest question is uh, from, uh, from AccessWorks, from uh, Rob, who's on the show last week. Uh, avocado or guac? I'm gonna to have to say avocado if we're talking about a burrito. Okay, yeah, that may be contentious. That may be that may be a no, 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 no. no. So, yeah. so really, we come in and we judge our guests on their burrito order. Well, I can I can tell you that I did not research other guests' answers to such. Well, questions. this is good. So, this is good because so I didn't want to put pressure. Which is which is good. So, what did you choose? So, you know, we went to the you know first rule of burrito club is don't talk about burrito club. <laughs> Yet here with you know a very you know intimate audience of tens of thousands, right? No pressure, and you're not going to be judged. <clears throat> um, so uh, you you got to the taqueria, yes. Before me, I did. I did. Punctual. El Castillito, very nice. It's a very nice place. It's surprisingly good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a secret secret taqueria. Right. Not anymore. But anyway, what did you order? I ordered a super burrito. Super burrito. Oh, bold, bold. With carnitas. Very good. I'm liking where you're going here. Black beans. <gasps> Excellent. Spicy. Spicy. Nice. I would have held the sour cream, but he already started on it. Yep. Yep. But and that's... and did you do avocado or guac, or did you not go into that? I I did. Not. Does that get into the super? I don't think they put guac you know, in the I, super. No, I just they? assume when you say super, you get the you get 
you get the kitchen sink, and so it would mm-hmm. probably include some avocado derivative. But I, uh, right, I, right. I, I was not okay. as All right, not bad. Yeah. That's a, you, that rounds up. Yeah, thank you. I, I, you may stay in the program. I'll wipe the sweat from my brow because if I, I kicked you out, that'll be a very awkward. It an hour be. and a half of me mumbling to myself, desperately trying to pull up California Daily Altos and playing a lot of Canadian Indian eighties music. I'd also never find my way out of this building. This is true. It's, it's, this is the secret alley. Right. After all. Yeah. So an excellent, an excellent choice there. Um, so I hear another thing about you that you, you enjoy music. I do enjoy music. Yeah. Uh, I, I brought a little bit. You did? With me. Shocking. Um, coincidentally. Yeah. Did you happen to bring four blocks of three songs? I, I did. In fact, nice. it's funny you should say, uh, I, I was well instructed by the, uh, the prep team here for burrito justice radio. Uh, I'm going to tell you. They, they went through that with you in the green room. They did before the show. They did. Nice staff here. It is very. Most, it's wonderful. It is. It's yeah. very friendly. I'm really uh, impressed on uh, their professional demeanor. I've never seen so many IPAs in one place. Yeah, I know. I, I, did you like the spread? Was that good? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I mean, your pancetta is not the not the best. I know. Got to work on that. But you know, this is like, we we tend to try to focus on you know all the all the good tomatoes. Um, go into the salsa. So that's really kind of the problem we have. It's like, you know, and then we have the secondary ones for the other lesser tomato delivery. I tried vehicles. not, I tried not to make eye contact with the other people in the green room. So that's good. I, I, you got to stay focused, right? Got to be on the ball. You're doing very well. You've been adapted. So, um, so what kind of, uh, songs do we have here for you? Well, or from you, the, the for first, them, for I got, a, I got a block of three here. Um, the first one, we were just chatting about this before it's, um, it's, a lot of people might know the original song here. Uh, it's called San Franciscan Nights, originally by Eric Burden and the Animals. Yes. They were from the northeast of England, so they don't really know much about San Francisco, and that explains why... Clearly, or clearly, as a matter of perspective, what's in the... So San, and the well, they talk about warm San Francisco Which, compared nights. to northern England, could very well seem warm in comparison. I never thought of that. I just thought they were wrong. But, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, they did a song in 1967 called San Francisco Nights. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's a you know very of the era. I liked it. I was going to play it until I found that there was a Japanese what? cover. No way. 1968. Awesome. It's a band called the Mops. I have not heard of the Mops. I hadn't either. Um, but we have now. But we have now, and and the entire audience is about to hear it. So awesome. Uh, we follow that up by uh, a little California soul. It's a it's a band called Tomba Four, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, and then a weird one. It's called Honey Babe, and it was uh, it was lost for a number of years, and then and then it was and, found, and then uncovered. It's an, it's I, I'm I'm attracted to things that can't that don't show up in Google. Yes, and and these really don't. So. Okay, awesome. I'm glad to uh, to learn along with you. Well, okay, I'll get it. I'll kick us off. Now, young girl, and boys, and ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. We are singing a song made of San Francisco by Akbar and the animals. Because we like them, we love them. So we think they were most grateful groups in the world, and we want to be great as animals, and we follow them. And I think song, listen to me, San Francisco Night. This boring poem is dedicated to the city and the people of San Francisco who may not know it, but they are beautiful and so in the city. This is a very personal song, and if any of you cannot understand it, and particularly those of you who are European residents, save up all your bread and try to travel away to San Francisco, USA, 
then maybe you understand the song. It will be worth it. If not for the sake of this song, then for the sake of you, for the peace of my mind.
And we're back. Hey, honey baby. <laughs> hey to you. Excellent choices there. Well, thank you. Very nice. It's fun to hear him coming out of uh, speakers in a proper studio. I know, I know. It's a special studio. Yeah. And hey, by the way, not too late to donate to BFF.FM's Kickstarter for some of our stretch goals. We're looking to go and expand to a Studio B so we can have even more things happening. Very in BFF.FM at the same time. Well, I'll donate. So go to BFF.FM slash Kickstarter. Hope you know how to spell that. And anything, anything that you give will be appreciated. And I uh, look there, the, uh, the, the, the gifts that you receive for donating are, are, are quite pleasurable. Um, one of them is if you donate 100 American dollars, you, you get to be on a guest on a BFF.FM show. I believe that's still open. I, I should check that. But um, worthwhile, don't you think? A bargain at twice the price. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. If you want to give $200, we'll figure something out, too. Anyway, so please go do that. So we made the basic amount that we needed to get the Studio B up. We have even more cool things that we can be doing with your help, with your help, with your help. Take the money you would have given to uh, public television and, and match it. Exactly. Yeah. They match it. That's the thing. You know, yeah. if you, if I was going to say take it away from them, but that seems unfair. I think we, we, it's not a zero-sum game here. Right, right, right. We like them. We like them. So uh, you, uh, you recently uh, crossed the continent in an uh, unusual, uh, not, not unusual, but a uh, well, not a, common uh, mode of travel. I did that. I did. Not that. a stagecoach. Not a stagecoach. Not a bicycle. Um, didn't take uh, didn't take a, a pony. Animals were not involved. No, no. Pony Express did not go very for very long. It's only like a year and a half. Pony Express is really it's kind of a hack. It gets a lot more press than it deserved. It does. It does. It was kind of a. It should have been one press release. People, yeah. You know, but no, it's in history books. What I do love though is how the California Daily Alta and I did a tweet on this about a year or two ago. If someone wants to go find it, I wish you well. Uh, the image for breaking news in the California Daily Alta. After the um, after the Pony Express started, was a guy on a horse. Well, you see, and then the Telegraph came through about a year and a half, less than two years later, and that was quickly replaced by a electrical-looking telegraphish symbol, see, which I, they didn't really have down. But it was definitely the electricity is involved with us bringing you the news. They didn't have ISO to tell them what the no no be. telegraphic. You know, I, I always wondered whether Century 21 was going to change their name to Century 22. When, Apparently when not. Now they didn't. So now they're just... But now that we're in Century 22 prices here in San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, one day, inflation. Right, right. Date inflation, too. You can have that. So it you could, traveled? You traveled, yeah. No, uh, my, across the, the country on a, on a train. train. My, my lovely fiancé and I, um, we, we crossed the continent. Uh, on a train. It, it can still be done. I, I actually thought at first that it, it was probably no longer possible. There's probably a bus for most of it or right, something. Right, right. But, uh, but no, we we got on board in Emeryville. Um, mm -hmm. We made lots of little stops along the way, none of them long enough to do anything more than get out and stretch your legs. Right. Uh, we had a layover in Denver, though, uh, with time for, for a beer. Okay. Uh, layover being how long? Hour and a half. Okay. Hour, maybe. Um the Denver Union Station, I, I now have opinions about. It's, okay. it's lovely. Really? Uh, How was the beer? What kind of beer did you get? Beer was good. Beer was good. It was all local. It's, uh, it's, I, I forget the name. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go look it up and, okay. and tweet right. it out. But um, no, they've taken the old ticket office uh -huh. of the Denver Union Station. Right. And it is now a brew pub. Wow. And so you, you I could, like that idea. You could pass a beer through the, through the ticket booth to your you know, compatriots. It's, it's pretty cool. 
It's pretty cool. Uh, but we were in we were in Denver for long enough for a beer. Um, actually, prior to that, saw the Rockies give way to the planes. That shot you took was incredible. It looks like you're flying so, in. So I got a few tweets from from Brad on his trip, and it, it if I had not known any better, if I had not known what you were up to, I would have sworn that that was you on approach yeah. into into not Stapleton, but whatever it's called now, DIA or whatever Denver International right, right, Airport, right where they don't mangle bags anymore. No, no, no. The good old days. Uh, and so you were coming off the Rockies on the various twisty and turny. How was crossing it, the Rockies compared to crossing the Sierra Nevadas? Um, similar. Similar. I mean, I, I, that's, an, that's an unexciting answer. But um, but in terms of the ride, it's similar. Uh, now, of course, the vistas are, are, are pretty incredible. But it is, it's like a cartoon. It's like being in a, in a Wiley Coyote <laughs> Roadrunner cartoon. You're, it's these really dramatic landscapes. There's something like 33 tunnels in in only five miles or something, uh, and so it's this constant, you know, burst of light and then darkness and then a burst of light and then uh-huh. darkness, and then one of those bursts of light is no longer mountains. It's just all of a sudden, the plains. It's the plains it's, where the great plains. You're began. on the great plains, and it's it's much more dramatic than I thought. It was really cool, but we we went to Denver, uh, and then we got back on the same train. Uh-huh. Met many a train nerd, uh, so. Uh, that, that was what what percentage of the passengers would you call trainers? So I, I would imagine there's going to be a large percentage of retirees. There are. Uh, we had a, a particularly and large trainers. group of people from New Zealand, really, uh, who were who had lots of opinions on the farming practices that we saw. Were these were these retirees from New Zealand or so. trainers from I New think Zealand? So. Well, they could have been both. Uh, okay. We were in the observation deck. Uh-huh. Where throughout the trip they actually have docents come on and talk about what really? you're seeing. That's kind of awesome. And these these are, you know, retired people with with time with and time on opinions. their hands. Um, but they know everything. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. I think that the proportion of train nerds in the observation deck was was probably pretty high. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, we we had a good time. We we met a lot of cool people. We um, we continued on to Chicago. Right. Where we had uh, we had to switch trains, so we had time enough oh. to do an architectural river cruise. Oh, okay. How long was the gap there? Oh, uh, the gap there was only a, you know, I think it was like six hours total. Oh, okay. All right. So long enough to uh, to upgrade the next leg of our train Got it. journey, uh, which we we learned. Oh, was, so what was, what was your what was your accommodation on the first leg? There are three uh, classes. Uh-huh. Steerage. There's, there's steerage, effectively. <laughs> it's, it's coach, uh, and really, if you're if you're Is only it just, just seats, it's like, just seats. Oh, jeez. If you're going from you know, here to Tahoe, Denver to Omaha. That's fine, but but if you're right. if you're Overnight. going all the way, that's that's no way to do it. Um, but we were in what's called a roomette. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the diminutive form is is really really appropriate. Okay. There, it's, it's really small. It's basically two seats that face each other. Right. So one person's looking towards the back of the train. One's looking towards the front. Right. Those fold down into one bed. Okay. Oh, and there's a bed up top. And then there's down. another one up top with the complicated one, distru- instructions on how to get in it. Yeah. The, the one up top is 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 torture. Right. It's, it's really horrible. I'm not a claustrophobic person, but but is it like the the roof the the ceiling is like three inches from your head kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of angles in towards oh, nice. a point, so oh. you can get your, your nose jammed into a little plastic triangle and nice. and the air fun. doesn't move. It's really horrible. But we, <laughs> we got a we got a bedroom ah. on the Lakeshore Limited, which goes from Chicago to New York. Were there not bedrooms on the first train? Well, it's just a word. They, got it. They, they no, 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 but they, did they have that class of they travel? They did. Ah, they did. You just were unaware we of We were just the, jealous. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. We were just jealous of those who had chosen it. Uh, so the bedrooms, you have your own toilet, you have your own <gasps> shower. Nice. Uh, 
roomette passengers have to share share so how, how order of magnitude like how much more um expensive is the 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 salon the bedroom you know i'm sure that it depends just like airlines on when you book right uh, when you make a frantic phone call from from chicago saying please upgrade the love me, of god uh it's it was it was a it was a Four or five hundred dollars, I think. Okay. Additional. Okay. So it's it's not a cheap way to travel. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that train travel ever will be. Right. But when you, if you think of it as a, as a hotel plus travel, hotel plus travel, you get, you get all your meals on the train for free. So oh, really? it, it rounds mm-hmm. out. How was the food? Okay. Really? Surprisingly okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we uh, we had steak. Nice. We had um, we had some some kind of a pasta thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's much better than airplane food. I'll Good. say that. Well, which it, which it, yeah. Damn well better be for <laughs> exactly. three and a half days on a train. Right, right, right. And uh, how, how was the beer selection? You need to bring your own. BYOB. Yeah. Did they have any or was it just bad? It was like Bud Light? It's Coors just, kind it's, of yeah, it's Heineken. Standard. Glorious. It's the standards. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, apparently, though, the, the secret, our, our, oh. our attendant told mm-hmm. us, we had already kind of guessed this was true, but he told us uh, through the journey, he said, if you have a room or a bedroom, mm-hmm. You can bring your own uh, anything, right? If you're in coach, they they won't let you drink your own uh, uh, your own IPAs. So. Really? Okay. So BYO IPA. So note BYOI. Note for future travel. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. shall. I shall make note of that. <laughs> like, what's that large cylinder? Oh, that's not a keg. I don't. You're talking about. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to fit a keg unless you got a bedroom. So there's another reason to go. Unless you had a beer ball. I miss beer balls. That's fair. That's true. Yeah. But ha- let's let's. I won't actually pour one out here in the studio because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> Cosmic Amanda would be upset. Not on these. Um, nice but Turkish that carpets. being said, the beer ball, I think, was a very utilitarian. For those of you who don't remember this, it was a cylinder, a transparent cylinder, which on its own right is cool. And it had a little pump on it, and you would fill this thing with beer. And I don't remember how much beer. It was basically a little bit bigger than a like basketball size, maybe a little bit bigger than a, a, I mean, a little, eh, basketball size, I would say. And it was a decent amount of beer. It was good. It's a very convenient beer transportation mechanism under pressure. No yes. Yeah. So, Put straps on it and make it a backpack. Camelback? Yeah. Smart beer idea. Camelback? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that hasn't, you know, beats the beer hat. Kickstarter. There you go. Yeah. On it. <laughs> now that we're masters of that. Um, stretch goal. Foam hat with with <laughs> tubes. Are you, are you making promises you can't? You can't probably. Yeah, this probably. is very, very, very common for me. Uh, so you got on the train to Chicago, upgraded your room, luxurious travel to the East Coast. Comparative luxury. Um, yeah, and then we went all the way from Chicago to New York. Um, you so go, kind of day and a half, day and a half? Yeah, about. Yeah, I think we left on a Saturday morning from Emeryville, and we got in Tuesday evening okay. to Penn Station. All right. The new Penn Station. And what are your opinions of the East Coast? The eastern side, well, the, the eastern side half of the continent. It's it's uh, wet. Really, there there's no drop there. Are you saying rain falls from the sky? It actually comes out of the, the sky. Yeah, wow. it's it's Shocking. it's the funniest thing. Uh, it's very green. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was it was it was cloudy and rainy, and and it's so funny to think that the rest of the country has a problem with too much water. Right. And here we are on the other side of the Sierras with 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 none. Stupid Sierras. Yeah. Oh man, what are we gonna do about those? Build some tunnels and take trains, bring them over full of water. Well, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's... I think you've talked about this on one of your earlier shows. It may be too Probably. expensive to do that. But, yes, I do believe it's unaffordable. But, but well, on, on, the, on the point of the Sierras, we actually uh, stopped in Truckee. Oh, right. On our way. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the 
snow train almost. Why don't we do that? Well, there's no snow. I think that's problem well, number one. But I mean, I've driven to I've driven to Tahoe oh. before, and it, that's not a lot of, that's not a lot of fun. If it is actually you know icy, presuming presuming you had transport from where you were staying in Truckee to said slope, that would be very hey John, you want to go into a rental car company based in Truckee? Hey, it'd be like scuba, scuba, <laughs> scuba. But I really don't understand why we don't do that more. Why yeah. more people don't? How take, long did it take, take to train? get to Truckee? We left around breakfast. We probably got there after lunch. That works. I mean, I so, think I've spent more time driving. Yeah, it's great. I mean, traffic. You, you can look out the window. That's you can nice. Make your Donner Pass jokes without <laughs> without worrying, and and have a drink. Right. Which hmm. I don't advise. No, that's definitely inadvisable. Yeah. This is. I think you're onto something here. Snow train. Well, they used to have one from Denver up to. Um, I don't remember if it was Vale, but one of the hills um, in the in the Rockies, and that stopped actually a couple of years ago because people are, I don't know, the company uh, for whatever reason. It's one of those things where the tracks were there and the bear, the business is barely running, and I think something had to be upgraded. and I suspect it was not. Yeah, right. but it's a sad thing. I think there's something to be you know going to a specific place on a train and being able to enjoy it rather than combat driving. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, there's something about the um, you know we don't have cars with seats that face. Outward. This is true. But on trains, they do. This is true. For a good reason. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Is that or an RV? I don't want to be driving an RV up there. I wouldn't either. To Tahoe. Yeah. That would be unpleasant. Yeah. So. Great. So what do you... Uh, so, but you flew back. We flew back. We're sane people. I right. mean, God. I was... think train out, fly back. Yeah. T-O-F-B. Yeah. I, I mean, the the real... I, I, read a, I read a book uh, a couple months ago, something about taking the long way or, or I forget the exact name, another tweetable mention for later, but right. uh, guy and his wife from DC, the, the author and his wife uh, decided to circumnavigate traveling only on surface based transport. Okay. As opposed to the international subway system. Well, no oh, versus well, air. No, I, I suppose on or under if I'm being technical <laughs> I was like, here. I was like, okay. Uh... No planes, basically no okay. planes, no hot air so, balloons. Okay. No, none of that. But uh, so they could have taken the burrito tunnel. They, they, well, I mean, fares are pretty expensive. That's but, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. The heat. Yeah, you need you need some government subsidies really yeah. to make that to make that work for the end. And a nice burrito-sized asbestos suit. <laughs> it's it hot down there. But these guys, uh, they cross the they cross the the globe, um, mm-hmm. taking freighter ships. And oh wow! Trains. So no planes. No planes at all. I think they had to cheat once. Uh-huh. That's a spoiler alert. Okay. I think. But. Um, uh, yeah, so hovercraft? I, I thought for half a second, I think hovercraft would be permitted. Mm-hmm. It would be. I mean, it's yeah, Grand effect vehicle. air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's pushing uh, a little bit. Okay. There should be a, a committee to yep, yep. think of that one. Um, so the railgun's totally out. Probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah. But I don't know. Would Hyperloop count? It's on air. Well, I mean, if you count people vomiting the entire time in the thing <laughs> in the claustrophobic tube, I can't imagine how that wouldn't work. Anyway, sorry. Sell it. Yeah. Elon, focus on what you're good at. Right. right. Anyway. Um, but we, you know, we thought for a minute, um, literally a minute, uh, uh, uh that the trip might be fun <laughs> if it, if it just continued on and <gasps> didn't stop, take a ship across the Atlantic. But I, that sounds from all reports, that sounds really boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. so. You have to have a lot of good books and a lot of things to think about. Yeah. Uh, so curse, curse the aluminum tubes hurtling through the skies we do in terms of their, uh, passenger density, but yeah, crossing the continent and four or five, six hours. Well, something yeah, so that. The, the short story is that I would recommend it. Um, maybe not regularly, but, but it's fun. And, uh-huh. uh, we had just done a similar, a similarly old fashioned trip. We did a, a, a cruise from Vancouver. to San Oh, that's Francisco. right. 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 So we were kind of in this, 
you know, alternate travel mode. Alternate, yeah. Is this, a, is this a test of the relationship, Brad? Is this well, as we, we well we passed? So I, okay. I think that yeah, the, the secret is to find a find a nerd nerdy as you, and, mm-hmm. and all will be well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a, a quick uh, Photoshop masterpiece here by Axis Works, uh, retrofitting um, IPA into a beer ball. That's pretty good. Yeah. I can see that from here. Now, you know, I'm looking at this. Hey, uh, Robert, can you actually take that beer ball and then uh, kind of Photoshop a drone onto it? Because that could totally be a drone. That could be. You could you could deliver these little beer terraria. <laughs> Burariums. Burarium. There you go. Can't, it, can't make the, the drone burarium. That's yeah, true. You have to have a plan. It depends on the engine strength, too, though. Now, I think you could... Drone burarium. There you go. And you so, so the drone would come down, carry the beer ball, release into your backyard sure. or your patio, whatever sort of you know public access you have, uh, let go, then fly off, and then pick up the empties later on. A little some RFID text. I think that'd be very straightforward. I see no... Nothing wrong with this. I see... No issues with this plan. All problems could probably be solved by whatsoever. RF, RFID text. And too. drones. Yeah. And beer. Yeah, IPA specifically. Why not? Yeah, why not? All right. So uh, any other any other uh, slow travel uh, planned? Are you, you gonna, know, are, I you think... gonna, are you going to like walk to Sacramento or something like that? That's probably... I don't know. That's probably... Or you could do that thing where you take public transit all the way down to L.A. That's always a fun adventure. Oh, God. Yeah. No, Greyhound, I, I think I'd draw the line... Before Greyhound. Well, no, no, public. Like, this is not, this doesn't count long-haul buses. Oh, no, this that's is, not public. You're right. Yeah, this is just purely, it's actually. Is it possible, really? Uh, some guy did it a couple of years ago. I think there's one gap, but okay. it's, it's relatively possible. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't want to walk that gap. No, I wouldn't want to walk that gap. Yeah. I'm just waiting for high-speed rail for that to happen, so boom, get on it. No Go. no additional plans for slow travel uh, okay. as of yet, but um but when you look at that Amtrak map and you see where you can go, it's, yeah. it's pretty tempting once you realize that it's not a complete uh, torture. All right. So my uh, uh, my mom and her family were traveling on the uh, the CPR across Canada. This is in the 50s. Oh, yeah. Um, and my uh, – hi, Mom, if you're listening. Um, so she in uh, Alberta, they're going from Vancouver to Halifax. I believe it was Halifax or was it Toronto? I think it was Halifax. And – um, so at one stop near Banff, um, my mom went to the breakfast car and yeah. she's like eight <laughs> and, uh, the rest of the family couldn't find her and the train is leaving. It was this little half hour break. And so they thought she was off the train. So she, she said she went to get breakfast and, um, they thought it might've been off the train. So my grandfather hops off the train. The train continues up to the next station and then my mom walks back, do, 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 and they're like, where were you? Oh, my God. And, you know, my grandfather's back in Banff. The train's <laughs> now going heading towards Winnipeg. Better, better so, strand grandfather. Than yeah, yeah. And so there was, um, you know, much, much consternation. And then he hopped a freight train to catch up. And it's just like this crazy rigmarole that still talk to this day in this family. So we have, you know, our transcontinental train stories. Like it, we heard some similar disaster stories about mm-hmm. a, a woman who went out for a cigarette break in Denver and uh-huh. turned into a 25-hour cigarette break. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's what the caboose is for, I think. Right. <laughs> All right. I hear you have three more songs. I might have three more songs. Um, yeah, let's let's see. I've got... Uh, this first one's called Gone, Gone, Gone. Gone, Gone, Gone. As are many of the things that you and I like to talk about. <laughs> or the train is Gone, Gone, Gone. Right. <laughs> many things work in this, it's a, this it's capacity. A, it's a good one. Uh, and this is by Nikki Lane. She, Nikki uh, Lane. She opened for the old 97s. Uh, old 97s. I just yeah. saw Rhett Miller at... Uh, 
the chapel last week, and it was awesome. How was Rhett Miller at the chapel? It was awesome. And I didn't know about it. Lived... It was awesome. Ugh. Well, Dude, of course it was. I know. I did many. I think, I don't know if I did any gifts. I actually did a video that I need to convert into a gift because he was doing his uh, round arm guitar thing. Yeah, yeah, his trademark. Um, and uh, I just have not yet had the opportunity to... Um, to you know and see that live and it was awesome plus like oh i can go walk to see rhett miller it's like that's why i'm, I'm gonna, here i'm gonna calm my my jealousy with uh with nikki lane here okay uh then after that we go to portugal okay i've got a song by a uh the chick they sound like they're from the east coast in the 80s but, oh really but they aren't um and she's got a song called cocktail nice who doesn't like cocktails uh, yeah, i love cocktails and then we round it out with another uh another nikki lane <gasps> It's 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 a not a Nicky Lane sandwich, but it would be Portuguese sandwich. Portuguese right. sandwich with anyway. I'm, with, with, I, I got to work on this the yeah, analogy. There's something there though. I, there's I, layers, I, layers upon layers of yeah. complexity and song songwriting. All right, let's hit it. All right, here we go. Changing 
frantic grabbing of headphones, the frantic readjusting of microphones, for we were deep within history, we the bowels of history. <laughs> we're in the history tunnel boring machine. Got back just in time. Yep, just in time for we have, we're, we're about to talk about amazing, amazing things here. So, um, a uh, something close to both your and I hearts, my, your and my hearts, there's some gr- grammar going on there. Permissible. Thank you, thank you, is the Montgomery Block. The Montgomery Block. It's true. It's an amazing building. It was it was first. It was really the first. I don't want to say office block, but office block is fair. It, it may not have been for the, the era place for there to be offices, but it was blocks the first, of offices. Uh, first fireproof building. First fireproof building. For San Francisco had a bit of an issue. I think they did with the, with uh, the the reason that the San Francisco Fire Department's mascot is a phoenix. Yes. In is, fact, is in it fact, burned seven times in like. 15 years or something like that. Uh, on uh, not this day, but yesterday in uh, 1851, June 22nd, I believe. It might have been the 21st because I'm looking at the June 23rd California Daily Alta. Another conflagration. <laughs> Ten squares burned loss of three millions of dollars. So, which, adjusting for inflation, I don't even want to know how much That's that would That's a lot be. more millions of dollars I than I think that would be large would. fractions of billions today. Right. It becomes our painful duty to record yet another great fire in San Francisco, the sixth that has occurred in our city within the past two years. Yesterday morning, a little after 10 o'clock, the dreadful cry of fire was raised, and crowds immediately gathered around the building where it had originated. This was in Pacific Street on the north side near Powell Street in a two-story wooden building. Stupid wooden buildings. And I do believe this one. I have not read to the end of the article, but I believe it will be found that Australians... Were responsible. The Sydney Ducks, more more likely than not, Australians, yeah. Yeah. gangs, yeah. gangs, um, and so uh, talk about the fire and let's see. Oh, a, car- a carpenter shop was next door. That's a bit problematic. They have lots flamm- of wood, they flammable things there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, cross Pacific Street down to the corner, and there's no water. Right. Never mind a semi-functional yep. fire department. So sad times. And so I think there's a map in a later um, uh, article that actually shows. Uh, where the fire was and where it went. Yeah, they went through 50 or almost 60 years uh, without cisterns. Yep. And uh, so I think that they, uh, but they did have arrest of the incendiaries, which yes. they call it here. So and I'm just trying to figure out if they actually say Australians or not. Uh, there was evidently an arranged plan to set fire and consume the city. Long before the fire reached that vicinity, a man was discovered attempting to set fire to a Pacific Street wharf. He was arrested, and it's understood he was handed over the, vigi- uh, the Vigilance Committee. I don't think that ended well for him. Um, and I don't think they actually mentioned Australians here, but I think they were. I'm pretty... Uh, well, it, it, if you wrote things in the paper in those days, yeah. you could yourself be punished yes. pretty uh, heavily. And in fact, uh, the Montgomery Block was home 
to many newspapers and well, publications. That's right. And one of them, there was a, a man, James King. Mm-hmm. He called himself James King of William because mm-hmm. there were so many James Kings and his Got dad's it. name was William. Okay. Uh, at the age of 34, mm-hmm. uh, was shot and killed for writing something uh, disagreeable mm-hmm. about uh, about the man who ended up uh, shooting him. Uh, his office was in the Montgomery Block. Uh, and the vigilance committee mm-hmm. that you just spoke about was what strung up... Uh, Corey and and or Cora Casey 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 and Cora right two two murderers uh, basically letters of the time it, it looks like even though this was just citizens taking law into their own hands right it's perfectly respectable people were writing letters home saying well I haven't gotten involved myself but it seems like it everything's was a respectable end mob up. yeah but also I mean you look at the social change with a hundred thousand people coming to the city in like in a few number of years and right. it's like okay well some degree of control is true and yeah. the Australians. And anytime you have Australians, involved. I'm just blaming the Australians at this point. <laughs> I think it's I think it's very reasonable. If we laugh, they, they, they'll, they'll be okay with it. Yeah, really. Ha ha ha! Chortle. Well, but so this Montgomery block, uh, business, the Montgomery block, it, it was uh, built or, or spearheaded, made to mm-hmm. be built. He didn't actually do the building, but mm-hmm. made to be built rather by uh, Captain Halleck. Captain uh, Halleck, army, uh, army, army captain. Right. Uh, who I think the story goes that because of all these fires, he he was determined to build a fireproof building. Stood in front of a group of potential investors and said that it would cost three million or more three millions. Wow, probably. And had at least one person just storm out of the room. So pretty much like um, meetings about buildings today. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly the NIMBY coalition. What was the captain's name? What was it? Halleck. Halleck. H a double l e c k. So Halleck gets his building built, uh, right. and he's got um, he's they had to float they had to put redwood. It was basically uh, on a redwood redwood raft. Effectively. It was it was which you know Montgomery Street was where the water came up to. So this was this was really really necessary. North Beach, uh, yeah, exactly. Beach. It was a beach, <laughs> and so they build this building. It's got iron shutters, fireproof. Which, along, along comes the fire of 06, mm-hmm. and only because of those iron shutters did the really? building not. Just totally go up and fire. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here, this building has survived all of these things, but can't survive. Can't f- the survive 1950s. the nineteen fifties. The stupidity <laughs> of the fifties. So to make a long story short, it um, didn't make it. It didn't make it. You can't, so you can't go there right now. I've got actually was doing some research, and uh, I was at the historical society. Library Good place to do the historical day. research. It is. I found this thing. I'd, I'd never seen it digitized, so I. I I don't know that it's been read in a while, but it's the proposal to study the possibilities of creating a state historical monument of the Montgomery block in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, I I won't read the whole thing. It'd take all day. But um, whereas there have been accounts in the public press of plans and intent to raise this building and remove another of the fast appearing landmarks of the city and state. uh, I'll skip to the bottom here. It is proposed that California acquire the building, basically. Okay. Uh, They're suggesting that, Historical societies and historically minded organizations should take up band those. together. That was uh, that's dated March eighteenth, nineteen forty seven. Uh, signed by the founders of the Montgomery Block Society. Uh, nineteen fifty six. They got a survey done of the building, which and is pretty remarkable. It is. And then nineteen fifty nine, they lost the battle and they they knocked the place down. They, they knocked it down and made it into a parking lot for for ten years. Boo. So. Uh, Sad. So that didn't work, but they did leave it good because you know it's really good to have a parking block, uh, yeah. parking lot there instead of ten years of asphalt. And then they built uh, the Transamerica Pyramid and found the Niantic and found the Niantic. So 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 
was the Montgomery. So they must not have. You're trying to figure out why the Niantic was found. not found. I think it must have been, been to the just th- a little east of the building. Or it was still like a building because, you know, they built many ships on buildings that had become the old ships to effectively. Was, yeah, the Niantic. Right, right. Um, yeah, so they, they lost that battle, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this survey, I found the survey. It's been scanned. It's amazing. It's and the, that's that link that I just tweeted. It's the Historic American Building Survey. Apparently, they did this for a, a lot of different buildings. And it's not just a floor plan. It actually... It's, a, it's instructions on how to make your own Montgomery block, basically. So if you go to that link on the uh, Library of Congress page that I sent, and if you go down to Drawings, second link of stuff, um, it's, it's this ridiculously detailed set of schematics Right. On everything from the 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 windows to the doorways to the freaking banisters and and the molding the like mold you you can you know that there's three curves in the chair rail on the second floor it's 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 just phenomenal detail. Send a picture of this just because I don't think you really understand the magnitude <laughs> of what we're talking about using words where pictures pictures on the radio pictures on the radio will uh, do wonders. Um. So uh, continue talking well, well, while, while I tweet, that, yeah. so because I, I listening to me this. type is awesome radio, Brad. <laughs> I, I've been here for, for you know an hour already, and I've, I've enjoyed it all. Uh, well, so I took this. I, I thought, well, gosh, this is detailed enough that I could actually probably go do something with this. So I am nearly done um, making a 3D model. A what? A 3D model. Well, really, it's more of a 4D model because it doesn't actually exist anymore. So I just like to correct you semantically. That's a fair that. point. That's a fair point. And, and said model uh, includes all the detail from that survey. And so I'm almost done with it, and I'm, I, I, I'm getting kind of excited about what I'm going to have at the end because it's going to be the basis of a 3D walkthrough. What? So I've got, I got the Oculus developer kit at home. I've got Unity game engine things set up uh and so i'm gonna i'm gonna see how this works but i i I think that there could be there could be something here we may be able to recreate wow digitally digitally the montgomery block and and, spiritually go back in time exactly Um, exactly. could you tweet the screenshot of that work you've done to date are you are you can you do this i certainly can yeah let's see if uh, you you may have to so um of course after you know you're done listening to this show uh if you go back and listen to the archive of uh, Marcosaurus and John King, we actually talk about the Montgomery Block and finding references before it was built in the California Daily Alta um, and talking about how long. It took a very short period of time to be built. It was, it was like not, it was, I think, just over a year. That sounds right. I was going to say 18 months. but Yeah, but and yeah. it was shockingly fast and uh, surprisingly Modern. Well, like most things in in California of that era, mm-hmm. they uh, they brought in Chinese labor, ah. which was basically the fastest way to get anything done in right. California. If you want a railroad that goes all the way across the country, that's right, right, the right. only way to do it. And uh, just talk about the progress of it being built and how uh, I think I know, it was definitely an edifice of of the era, and then also became this incredible, um, almost this cultural center yeah well so we use the word bohemian today it means something it it meant something a little bit different around the turn of the last century so you had these self-identified bohemians um 
you know, people who playwrights and artists and sculptors and painters. Mark Twain and, and like company. That. Mark Twain also, Ambrose Bierce also also mm-hmm. hit up uh, the Montgomery Block. That was a little prior to the real Bohemian uh, height, but uh, but this was just the place you went. This was where people would would stay, often kind of shirking their rent and uh-huh. and and just lurking in the hallways. But you could you could bump into uh, to really influential artists in this in this building it had been lawyers before mm-hmm. uh, the, the first tranche of people staying in the building were all uh, lawyers it was sort of a high society right gathering place where rink and hill society uh back when that was the thing the thing yeah, before uh, the second avenue Texas, second street cut before they made the cut uh yeah uh so third second no second second street second okay. second street yeah before they cut that and made south park into a sort of a no Ghetto. man's land yeah. little you know stray cats and things <laughs> Uh, from which it has recovered. Yes, but, that's true. It's better now. Um, yeah, so it was. It was a lot of lawyers because here we had we had just joined the union. Right, barely, barely, barely. By the way, and then one other thing: talking about oh, Confederates in the news. That's true. Yeah, oh, Confederates. We, well, we joined they, the union as one. They very badly in 1850. The Southern states were not happy about the idea of um, another free state coming in to the union um never mind one that was as big as california and they wanted it to be cut in two right they wanted it to be uh cut in twain as you might say it uh, might be representative of the era see what i did there good one good one there thank yeah, you thank yeah. you and uh 6330 oh, sorry 3630 whoops hmm. 6330 that'd be the arctic <laughs> don't cut california no right? no no that would be a bit high uh 5440 you know let's go a little south to 3630the line of the missouri compromise oh. Which would have been Fresno. basically Fresno to Monterey, just below that. Um, and so they were, uh, they of course didn't say, oh, we want another slave state, which is what they wanted. Right. Um, so, uh, but given the gold rush, were it not for the gold rush, uh, California could very well be two states. Though you could argue that were it not for the gold rush, California not, might not be a state. Right. It would have taken its leisurely, the U.S. would have taken its manifest destiny as leisurely Western exactly. advance. It would have been some pokey Rus- slow Russian fur trading. Yeah. Well, they were the... there up at Fort Ross and they gave that up a few years before. Sold out to Sutter, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. They made Russian Hill Russian first. Well, yeah, which actually may, in fact, be Finnish Hill, is my theory. Oh. Because of most of really the Russian, no, no, that's the thing. Most of the Russian, I thought the gravestones, ships the gravestones were, found there were in Cyrillic. Though. Well, that's what they said. But most of the Russian ships were crewed by Finns, uh, almost ninety-five percent. So my theory is that it could very well be gravestones describing dead Finns in Russian. It could be, could be, I and see. so we need to have Finnish hill. <laughs> Let's get on that, okay? But if anyone has a picture of the Greystones, please let me know. Well, you were also bemoaning the fact that there are, you seem to be or you have not found any color photos. It's true. Um, so I have, in the last few weeks... And, I mean, and this is well after the world turned from black and white to color in it the 30s. Is. So it's unacceptable, really. But um, no, I've, I've dug around. I've been to the Bancroft. I'm going back uh, tomorrow, actually. I've been to a, a number of different places. I've been to State Archives in, in Sacramento. I'm looking for as many photos of the Montgomery Block as possible. Doesn't seem that anyone ever took a color photo of the place. Wow! And it also seems that when they were tearing it down, no one took a photo of it. Well, probably because they're all embarrassed and want to admit to future generations what a horrible job they did. There's a lot of truth to that. But um, so if yeah, if anyone out there has got a photo of these things, I'd love to. I think the world would love to see them. But um, the other mystery I uncovered, or, or little tantalizing tidbit, was that apparently. I think this is maybe found SF. I may be miscrediting here, mm-hmm. but someone was writing that in 1974, yes, a replica 
of the bank exchange bar, mm -hmm. which on had, the lower level, multi-use. Well, it was on the lower level on the northwest corner of the building. Uh, which is the birthplace of the Pisco Punch, and uh, mm. famous for a number of different reasons. But they made a replica of the bar of the bar in the seventies. And if someone didn't take a photo of that, then that's a that's through the fifties. But the seventies had its redeeming qualities. Well, they were trying to bring things back. They, you know, yeah. happy days. That was the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the charm and uh, artistry of the Transamerica Tower. Yeah, yeah, which I think people are now finally coming to love, but that's only because of generations past. Exactly, exactly the generation Sutro as well. Right. You know, the wag that um, Sutro Tower was the shipping case that the Transamerica Tower came in. <laughs> so. It's good. So, okay, so we have this 3D recreation. We almost do. We're yes. getting there. Working on it. Um, and so. Um, the aforementioned lovely fiance uh, has to tolerate my working on this quite a lot lately, clicking and dragging and cursing and dragging. yeah yeah thank you bridget so um <laughs> patient patient woman <laughs> the so what are you making then what's the work using there? sketchup okay um and so hopefully that doesn't prove to be an illustrator style mistake uh, i think that things made in sketchup are fairly well transferable between right. software so i may end up bringing it into maya or some other software to to make it look right uh but but eventually uh, I'd like to get it into uh, Unity, right? Uh, and, and let people actually walk through it. That would be awesome. It would be. And figure out. So, do we know? Do we have addresses of various people's offices within the Montgomery Block? We do. Um, <sighs> we we have a few. They also mm -hmm. to pick up a theme from earlier. Had a random change, ass numbering they, they system. They changed the way they numbered things. Okay. Yeah. So in in fifty six in that survey, they've got nice clean numbers where everything on the third floor starts with three and it's like, well, right. It's not the way it started. This so thought. okay. <laughs> so I have I have yet to fully decode that, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I actually got a book about the building. It's called Ark of Empire. Nice. Um, I ordered it online uh -huh. uh, from Abe Books and opened it to find that there was an inscription in the inside. Really. It was written actually. If you want to, if you want to give me a moment, I'll, I'll pull it out. It was owned by it, the what? the book. Yeah, was owned was given to someone working for the developer that built the Transamerica Pyramid. Whoa! So I don't know if it came through an estate sale and eventually made its way to a books, but I've got it in my I've got it in my hand. Wow. Um, yeah. So it, the history's real. It's right. It's right there in front of us, and uh, it, it's it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Any any surprises in the in the schematics and the anything what's odd or unusual or yeah you know um, there there are these light wells throughout mm -hmm. the building um, and uh, I think that there there may have been some different chamber in the center of the building near the the light wells uh -huh. but in fifty six by the time they did the survey they had put an elevator shaft in there yeah, so wasn't that sauna where Mark Twain supposedly met. Um... Met the uh, Tom, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Yeah, that met, was that there. I believe so. That'd be great. I could be wrong, but I know that there were uh, there were two wells uh -huh. dug, uh, so that the, there was a central atrium. It's like a U shaped building, uh, and there were apparently it was either the I, I still haven't straightened this out, but either the columns at the front were inspired by Diocletian baths, or there were baths. I believe there. I, I believe there were. I don't have, I have any references a, on hand. It, it's but a tight little building. It seems it seems impossible, but you never mm. know. Uh, truth is stranger than fiction. This and, is true. Uh, and it was the 1850s, after all. Well, I'll give you another little tidbit. I, I keep uncovering them. It's uh, uh, there's a Hungarian who ends up starting Buena Vista Winery. Uh huh. Uh, 
can't pronounce the name. August, Augustin okay. something or other. Uh, and he apparently was uh, refining gold in the basement of the Montgomery Blue. Wow. And that, I mean, that, I don't think OSHA, I don't think Callow. No, no, no. I think look from kindly a... upon that today, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, all kinds of craziness happening in the in the monkey block. As wow, they, as they called it. But, go monkey, go monkey block. Yeah, go. So hopefully, more to more to report uh, in the near future. On well, the, I look on that forward one. to that and mapping all of the you know authors and publications and newspapers that yeah, were working well, out you, of there. You did a uh, and the bars a little and, author. Author tour. Yeah, we could, no, we could it was definitely that, the, yeah. uh, the the monkey block, as they like to call it, was uh, a home to many of uh, the people on that tour. Right. All right. You have some more music. I I have yet more music. Wow. It's true. You came prepared. Not that my other guests haven't come prepared, but <laughs> I've got time on my hands. So <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got another man think, of historical leisure. Uh, you know, I'll enjoy it while I can. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, then, yeah. I, I guess I'll kick us off. I got the. Uh, you might have heard this one. I think, John, you, you might know this one. It's Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. It's 1970. 1970? It's Fillmore East, not to Wasn't be confused there. with ours. Yeah, right. uh, it's the New York one. And it's a cover of The Letter. Well, no, Denver? I thought it was Denver. I thought Fillmore East was New York. I thought it was Denver. Someone look that up. Well, we can find out. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good cover of a song that is uh, familiar, I think. And then another Nikki Lane. And then, uh, and then something from a band called uh, Au Revoir Simone. Uh-huh. It's just kind of fun, sort of summer song. Okay, great. Let's hit it. All right.
Turned after that jaunty little trip down Nikki Lane. Oh, see what I did there? Oh, you dude. Did. It's never been done before. Thank you. Thank you. Sadly, that came to me on subconsciously, but <laughs> like many of my best puns. You got one good laugh out of it. It's all exactly. Right. Exactly. So, uh, Robert, I think we need to work on the beer drone. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. We have a new, very important beer news. I need to get very... Uh, you need I need to get I need to get on the rollover easy train. Um, well, they have two people, so it's much easier for them to do sound effects. They can yeah. actually control that. I'm, I'm just dead weight here. Really. Important beer news coming from Axis Work. Uh, we retrofitted a drone atop a beer ball. A delivery of IPA in a beer ball will be coming to you soon. So it's technology. It's amazing it's to live in the future today. <clears throat> yes. Speaking of the future, let's talk about the past, the distant, distant past. Yes, so, yes. Um, you relate some important uh, biology news uh, to me uh, well, earlier. Well, you know, we were having our standard Tuesday um, ichthyology Precisely. Uh, conversation. So right? it turns out um, uh, burritos have a very much longer ancestry they than, do. We, than they... we ever, ever previously supposed. Well, we thought that maybe looking at, you know, foil would be a way to mm-hmm. make them, but it's, it's, it goes way, way back. Well, just think how valuable a burrito would be in the 1880s before aluminum was uh, readily and cheaply smelted and were wrapped in aluminum. I mean, it would be very even more valuable than they are today. But you see, if you said that to me in 1885, I would have been terribly confused because uh, because of this news. Because uh, I'm I'm reading here from the papers on North American ichthyology. Oh, really? I was just reading that the other day. What year? What? what, what? 85. Oh, okay. I was reading 1890 earlier. I'm sorry. We crossed crossed notes on that. You know me. Old stuff, right? Uh, Fish number 145 (laughs) from this listing. (laughs) Apparently, these Uh, these two German guys had gone down to uh, near Mazatlan. uh Uh-huh. Presumably had to justify the, the... the, and they're basically making shit up at this point. The boondoggle, yeah. They're drinking beer on the beach. Who wouldn't? That's where they make Pacific. And eating fish. That actually may be why... It, it was probably more dinner number 145. <laughs> that may be why Pacifico's brewed in Mazatlan. Oh. Um, no, but they find this fish. Uh, Latin name, they proposed, Pomodasis uh, leuciscus. That, that, I looked it up. That rolls off the tongue. It didn't pass. No one liked that name. Yeah. What was the better name they came up well, with? Well, the Brad? local name, thank you for that setup there. Uh, was burrito? No way. It was actually burrito. Dude, are I, you saying I, burritos once lived in the sea? This small species some seldom exceeds a length of six inches. That's about right. We can give them time. You know, they they, they grow. Yeah, uh, and is generally common in the bay at Mazatlan and on sandy bottoms where the water is shallow. Uh huh. Easy but, to hunt. 
easy to hunt. Yeah, yeah. Spear fishing for your now it's just is this just um, um, you know fish based burritos or is this any kind of like are these like carnivores where they jump up on land, eat well, a cow, and then it turns into <laughs> carne asada? It's some something has to has to explain. I really would like the idea of this name. you know carnivorous fish kind of a uh, piranha type thing that basically would jump up on land, which explains the evolution where it just got easier to come exactly. up on land. Exactly. I mean, and then we tamed them. You have to start from somewhere. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Well, the burrito I looked into it and oh. it. it it, is, it basically looks like a silvery fish. I mean, it's honestly... It's a silvery fish, but... Uh, not as it, cylindrical as I would have thought. No, but but maybe maybe when they're underwater, they're cylindrical. Kind of puff up, kind of make yeah, themselves look big like a yeah, blowfish. Yeah, once they're dead and on the on the boat, you know, you, you don't really know. This is but true. This is true. Also referred to as the... Much like, much like after you eat a burrito, the foils is kind of laying there. It's not nearly as majestic. Exactly. Exactly. You, you get it, see? So they're, they're also called the raucous grunt. Ah, all right. I think gruntfish. I don't know what you need to do with that, but uh, and then in 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 Spanish, that's the noise you make while you're eating a burrito. (laughs) 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 Either during or after, depending. Um, But but the raucous grunt uh, in Spanish, they they prefer to call this the burrito reado. Ooh, I like that. Which I believe is striped, uh, striped burrito. Okay. So I, I think it's just a matter of time before someone makes a burrito burrito. A burrito burrito? A burrito dorado? What was the actual? Uh, Rayado. Rayado. Yeah, yeah. Try to... Yeah, I, I, my R's. I can't either. I can't either. No. I'm too Canadian for that, <laughs> sadly. But uh, yeah, so any any burrito... Uh, okay, well, this is very... I think this is uh, much like we knew that the taco was named... Uh, well, you tell this bit because you know you've... Oh yeah, only because we had to, we looked this up recently yeah. uh, at another conversation. But the, uh, taco means wad or plug, mm-hmm. and so one of the stories that I heard was that uh, there were miners in some Mexican mining town, hearts of gold, uh, and they were they were putting explosives into these holes that they would drill on the ground, wads of explosive, right? And they were referring to them as tacos, and presumably some food vendor nearby, or well, did it go that the, way, or did it go the other way? Did they have tacos with tortillas, and then they called this explosive thing tacos? That's hmm. a valid point. Hmm. That's a valid point. Which came first? I think I think more taco research is in order. Right, here. right. What kind of explosive taco? Preceded the other. Ideally, ideally, um, this this is not you know the the taco does not lead to explosions. <laughs> you know, hopefully your your taco vendor. Well, best laid plans. Right? Is yeah. um, oh here we go. Hold on a second. Rusty Staples, I get out of a meeting, tune in. What the hell is this burrito? <laughs> oh, it's been quite the raucous show. Yes. So, a uh, little, little known uh, Is it a family show? It is, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. We try. We try. Um, so, other important burrito news. Um, you made a very interesting analogy, which of which I'd never thought. Mm. Which I never thought of. Forget that. I'll, go, I'll end a sentence in a preposition. This is how we roll here on Burrito Justice Radio. Right. Um, so, we are... Um, uh, you brought up the uh, whole notion of uh, lifesavers. Yeah, it's true. Well, being I, wrapped. Well, you and in, I in foil. Foil. So it's almost like. Uh. Well, I thought. I, I think we we talked about this a little bit uh, prior to going on the air here. That foils are obviously a quintessential part of what we would consider to be a burrito with a with a capital B. As with the newly passed burrito law, yes. Right. Which we'll get to in a moment. To which we must adhere. Um, And so I thought, well, prior to the invention of foil, there could not have been a burrito. I I concur. Well, we have a burrow. But can't have Which we've seen references to. For lunch, um, yeah. You know, uh, American travelogues in the uh, 1870s, 1880s. 
That is true. Down in Mexico. Right, right. But not until the diminutization of said borough did. With the help of foil. That's right. So foil wrapped uh, around food happened Mm -hmm. for the first time in 1913. 1913. How do you know this? Well, um, my my gracious friend, the internet, (gasps) told me. Mr. Internet. Hey. (laughs) Guest on the show. And supposedly it was to wrap lifesavers. Huh. That was the first food stuff, known food stuff. If you can call it that. If you can call it that, yeah. Calories, I suppose. Right, right, right. Interesting. So I, I don't know what to do with that, but hmm. uh, it, it would. So seem... it does have that inner thing of inner wrapping of wax paper, though. So I know, does that disqualify it? Does I, the foil need to actually touch the food? Well, are we implying that there's some kind of familial relation between? The... I think I think maybe just from you know conducting electricity and keeping the burrito in a, a lively state. Or could they be the warp nacelles for the larger burrito? This, well, that also the little too too side, yeah. Yep. Too 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 rarely have we seen burritos on the USS Enterprise in place of the engines, which I think is something that we need to memify. If there were a burrito justice radio bingo, I think we just won it for, we're, we're, for we're, hitting Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rusty, thank you for tuning in when you did <laughs> to be even more confused. Um, so uh, you have a few thoughts on um, the uh, burrito uh, AOC, the uh, Appellation de d'Origine Controle de Burrito. Easy for you to say. Oui. Uh, yeah, no. Très I, facile. Très facile, oui. Uh, <laughs> no, there had, there had been talk. Yes. Uh, recently about trying to... Impose burrito law. As we impose burrito law, what are the, what are the consequences to, we, of transgressions? Exactly. We have to, we have to, codif- with, we have to codify this. And so we, we look at... Because for those not familiar, uh, we basically do to... Um, it's largely... I mean, the East Coast, I will give them points for trying. Um, I think they suffer from a supply chain issue is their largest problem. Um, but England. Bad burritos. Bad, bad burritos. And if you go to the top of Burrito Justice now, um, you'll see this English dude cutting a burrito with a knife and fork I and having it the foil. And it's really, pretty, pretty horrible. So yeah. due to um, this person's friend, uh, we had to pass burrito law, right. which basically means that if it's not made in a county that touches the bay or santa cruz it's not a burrito it's true san diego gets its own they do what? appellation well, they do something yeah. else that french fries it's that's different and so, you know wet burritos and anyway so um so uh, wraps enjoy your wraps so you brought up an interesting point well i i thought well where, concern, where, else a concern. Has, where else has this been applied and i thought well there was that story i think from 2008 uh belgians belgians are, are to blame for this one but they I think justifiably, uh, they destroyed a shipment of uh, of Andre. What? Which was uh, labeled as California Champagne. Uh oh. What year is this? Uh, I think two thousand eight. Oh wow! So this is pretty recent. So fairly recently. So they destroyed these things because, as you know, in Europe they, they have strict they, naming laws. They don't allow you to call something champagne if it ain't from Champagne. And so I thought, well, you know, there could be something here. Maybe we, maybe we need to come up with a with a term. That is acceptable to use to describe burritos that aren't quite burritos. Okay, pseudo burritos. Right. So, what do we call these things? Donkeys, maybe. I don't know. I think donkeys is good. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to I tried to dig up some dirt on the Belgian burrito industry. <laughs> uh, there are some attempts in in no, in the country of Belgium no, to make burritos. No, no, they don't look bad. Really? And that's why I, I'm not going to knock them. But uh oh. Yeah, I think there's one called Rock and Donkey. Rock and Donkey. That's true. Hmm. Well, they can't be worse than the British burritos. That's that's 
No. It's a bottom. Something about island living. I mean, proof proof that California is not an island is that we have good burritos. It's true. It's true. I, 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 I grew up on an island, and they have very bad burritos there. So I think there's something to do with, I don't know, supply chain be... or immigration. Yeah. Um, Japan, burritos, not so good. Well, that would, would that explain bad behavior in Manhattan, then? I, you know, I think you may be onto something there. Mm, okay. There's, there's some definite, and mm, Brooklyn, though, though, C. Jam, he just found, uh, he, what he claims to be a reasonable burrito establishment in Brooklyn. Right. So, um, again, I do think it comes down to, to supply chain. So what are some of the punishments that we can met out well, for transgressions I mean, to that? Because uh, assuming... obviously enforcing, we say, call it a donkey. That's fine. Sure. And, you know, go off on your journey of culinary discovery and do whatever you want with well, it. Well, I mean, we could be like the Académie Française and, and, you know, hunt down transgressors and, and shame them publicly. Uh, well, you know, the burrito railgun could come in happy here, trick sure. them into it being a delivery. Oh, and then right. actually, you know, when uh, even a uh, three-pound projectile comes in at 27,000 miles an hour. Do a Folgers taste test. Um, switch would kind destroy of the, 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 the offending donkey establishment i suppose sometimes you have to turn sometimes to you have violence, to yeah. also uh to a discussion that uh 40 going on 28 tk was leading yesterday on um his theory is that um uh, tongue-in-cheek you know there are too many people in san francisco so you need to ship people out and trick them and pay them to move you know pay a hundred thousand people twenty thousand dollars to to move and it'd be cheaper than building a, a bar too um and so i was going through and i one of my suggestions was that anyone caught in Chipotle within San Francisco actually automatically gets loaded into the burrito. Oh. Oh. And so while well, I was cringing at what you were saying before, thinking it was like a Jonathan Swift kind of thing, but, yeah, no, it is. but, but if it's yeah. Chipotle, no, I'm totally on board yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and so sadly we would have to keep the Chipotles open, but they would right. just totally be a trap. Well, you need mouse traps in the attic, you know, this I mean? is true. Yeah. This is true. It's, it's a harsh punishment, but necessary <laughs> to maintain burrito law. I need a reverb. Burrito law. Ooh, wait, let's do that. That's pretty Burrito law. It's your show, man. Not too shabby. <laughs> what was that uh, boombox guy, human boombox guy from uh, the 80s who was on Police Academy? Oh, yeah. No, he, he was on all Police Academy. He could make all kinds Him. of sounds. Yeah, he could self-reverb, I'm sure. That, that yeah, so that's a pale, a pale imitation. <laughs> um, so some clowns, apparently, important breaking news here, some clowns are trying to call... Um, Lower Dolores, low Dolo. Oh, no. And that's not going to happen. So, Jaden 415, that's not going to freaking happen. I'm sorry. I don't care. I know this is, uh, we don't do those. No, we, those we, we don't. Style you, of abbreviations of neighborhoods here that do doesn't we, pass. Yeah, we need another two hours to talk about that. One. Exactly. So, um, punishment, punishment will be rained down upon the transgressors. They want to call it low, low Dolo? Lower Dolores. And I'm just like, no, uh, lo- no. We need t shirts to say no low Dolo. Yeah, exactly. Low. I guess, it, yeah, that's confusing to me. Yes, let's low down on the low dolo. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm not freaking so. You trip over it too easily. I mean, right. it's a dumb, A, it's a dumb name. B, it's hard to say, so good luck with that. Right, yeah. Um, and dyslexia kicks in, and you got entirely new. You leave it alone, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, any any other um, any other burrito? burrito you know, that's that's all I was able to dig up on, on this trip. I was, uh, I followed down some some red herrings that uh led me on the on the shocking that on... that red herrings led to such diverse <laughs> yeah no topics. to the to the raucous grunt as it were but no i <laughs> actually on the on the california newspaper archive i found lots of references to burrito yep 
You click on them, mm, and it's just burritos. it's not burritos. I know. It's, I know. It's no, I, my, some other word that looks like burrito. The the um, the best I found, and I have tweeted a couple of times. I need to do a post on this. It's one of the many posts in draft that I have. Um, is it's a, a travelogue, an American travelogue in Mexico. These guys, this couple traveling in Mexico. Uh, I believe it's 1880s. It might be 1870s. Ooh. And uh, they were in some. I can't remember the state. Somewhere central, okay. central western Mexico, and they were running around and to a, you know, like there were no restaurants or people's houses, and so you'd go stay at somebody's house, and it's like, oh, depending on whether they'd been to dinner or not, that was your dinner. They say, oh, we just finished dinner, and then so they went up something, and then one of the daughters of the um, matron of the establishment comes over. It's like, would you like to eat a burro? And then like shocked, <laughs> shocked, but it was basically a proto burrito with tortilla and rice. I would and beans. call that credible evidence. So. The idea is That's there. Great. Foil, obviously not. Well, but, no, but but maybe a, a. And then the the Americans commenting on how you know tortilla was basically taking the place of a knife and fork in Mexico. It was the primary get food to mouth. I think that's going to be similarly interesting. Delivery mechanism as the uh, as the first review in the Chronicle of a burrito restaurant. Uh, someone tweeted that out. Uh, a few Peter Hart Lobby. Peter Hart Lobby did that. It was a sixties. Early 70s, maybe? Yeah. yeah. No, no, that was actually, I believe, well, 70s or 80s. Something had a pronunciation guide for the word guacamole. Oh, yeah, I believe that was late 70s, early 80s, okay. but I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about we pop into a, a, a song or two here, Let's and then do we can that. close out. What do you have for us? Yeah, well, to close us out here, I've got, um, we're going back to Portugal. Portugal? It's a band What, called... no Nikki Lane? You had a Nikki Lane? We're done with her for today, <laughs> but I, I hope that that was enjoyed. It was. Uh, Moulinex is the name of this one. Huda Wada? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Listen to it. Uh, and then <laughs> okay, another, another de chick. I think my, my directive here was to play what I've been listening to. So. This is, that was the requirement. And then we'll close out with, uh, with a good old one uh, by Buddy Guy. Sounds it's good. It's called Hello San Francisco. Okay. So here we go.
Sadly, it's time for the show to end. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Going out on a... Saying goodbye on a song <laughs> called Hello, San Francisco by Buddy Guy. Still fitting, though. It is fitting. So thank you, Brad. Greatly appreciate your time. It's Greatly appreciate fun, your man. efforts, your knowledge, relating to it. I look forward to following uh, the recreation of the 
the Montgomery Block. Perhaps we can 3D print the Montgomery Block you know, and larger things, and larger and commence to actually recreate it on one-to-one scale. All things are possible once it's digital, yes. That's, that's true. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate thanks it. And follow him on uh, Bradvertising. That's right. Uh, and check out Past Mapper. Thanks, man. Thanks. 